Welcome to Season 4 of the M-W Tactical Podcast. Sit back and enjoy the conversations of Rockstar Burst and myself, Michael Woodland, as we discuss the sport of shooting, goals, training, community matters, and everyday life. You are listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. All right, good people. We're back at it again, and we just returned from a two-week break. And the holiday break was a good one in a sense of speaking, but we are back, and I am happy, and we get to talk gun stuff and other stuff i done over the holidays in relation to firearms. Um, once again, I want to thank everyone for joining us, especially those listeners around the world. I got an email from someone down in Mexico saying they liked the show. So that made me smile, and I was happy to hear that one. Now, this week's show is brought to you in part by Hunter HD Gold. Hunter HD's goal slogan is they change so you don't have to. And you have to put these glasses on to see the effects for yourself. And when I tell you these glasses are remarkable, you won't believe how remarkable they are. So I've always told everybody, and if you heard past shows, I will tell you that if you're driving in the rain, they cut through the rain. If you put them on first thing in the morning, you get like 45 minutes to an hour more sunlight than you would with conventional glasses. But head on over to HunterHDGold.com and check out the line they have between their ruby reds and the gold editions. Now, I never put on a pair of the ruby red. Well, I did put on a pair of ruby reds, but it was only for like three seconds. And it was kind of dark, but it was misty outside. So I really couldn't get the true effects of it, but I never shot at them. But hit up Brian Conley over at Hunter HD Gold, and he will work with you as far as you getting a pair of glasses that works best for your needs. HunterHDGold.com is the sponsor for this week's show. Now, um, of course, you already know you can watch and listen to this podcast on youtube and if you're listening to us on your favorite streaming platform once again thank you so please go and hit that follow or subscribe button depending on which service you use and if you're on spotify you can also watch this recording taking place right now so if you want to check out that feature please head on over to spotify and you can watch us just like you're watching us on youtube now I did not nag Rockstar over the break. So I figured since we was on break and she wasn't working, there was no need for me to do the troll status on her. So I did not nag her. I think I wrote her two or three times, said Happy New Year, Merry Christmas. (laughs) But that was it. But since we're back at it again, troll status is going to start every day from here on out. (laughs) So, without further ado, bringing forth the lovely co-host of the M-W Tactical Podcast, Rockstar. What's going on there with you, Miss Rockstar? Oh, you know, just a chilly day in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, you can keep that up there. <laughs> Send some of that sunshine my way. It is not, not, it's sunny here, but it is freezing. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, down here in 
the region that I'm at in Columbia, South Carolina, we go through four seasons in about a week. So you practically got to carry a change of clothes with you <laughs> when you go out. <laughs> you gotta wear your layers. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's actually what I do. Um, when I leave the house, you know, of course, you know, I'm wearing, you know, pants and a short sleeve shirt, but I keep a hoodie, um, a windbreaker, and then another heavier jacket <laughs> all in the vehicle. <laughs> you, you don't know what you're going to run into when you walk out the house. Two o'clock, it might be snowing. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's crazy. So um, how was your how was your Christmas break? It was really good. I spent a lot of time with family and friends and ate a lot of food and drank a lot of warm, toasty drinks and got some cool Christmas presents. And I had a really fun New Year's Eve with some friends that I've been friends with for almost 20 years. So it was just, just had a really good time. Um, kind of decompressing and relaxing and setting some new goals for 2022. So it was productive, yet also restful. And I just feel very recharged and I'm excited for the new year. Nice, nice. Well, um, of course, um, I hung out with the little assistant. <laughs> That's always a, a feature treat to be a part of. Um, her little self, she wanted to do all these videos, but I think we only done maybe two videos and I put up one. Okay. And that one, I was talking smack to my buddies about um, competition. <laughs> 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 so um, she wanted to actually help with that one because she specifically asked, can I do a video? Can I do a video? And I was like, well, you can do this video. You know? That's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, she's something um, funny, uh, her sense of humor. <laughs> um but far as getting anything i didn't get anything for christmas because once again you know i don't specifically ask people like oh get me this or i want this um i'm just not a big gift guy you know i would rather give than give i mean, well i would yeah. rather give than get <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah um but hey i've always been like that you know my whole life but i said if anybody wants to get me anything you can get um some sport pistol gunpowder, some primers, <laughs> CCI 500 or federal, whatever number it is for small pistol primers. Yes. Um, yeah, you can always get me that stuff. I'll always be um, gracious for that. <laughs> I know. At some point, it's like you kind of have everything. Like this year, my mom got, my mom always gets me. My dad just smiles and is like, oh, that's what you got her? <laughs> <laughs> he has no part in the game. Just you know, sign his name and sit by the tree and watch his open presents. But my mom is very much a gift giver, which is nice. But I am kind of at the point in my life where I don't really need a whole lot of stuff anymore. I sort of like you know, I've lived on my own forever, so it's like I don't need a lot of stuff. I have a ton of clothes. My mom usually gets like a set of pajamas, and then this year she actually got me. Um, some wooden kitchen spoons and which I actually really like. So I like to make soups and I, I like to cook quite a bit. So she did get me some cool kitchen gadgets, which was nice, but I'm just at the point where I'm like, I don't really like, you don't need to get me stuff. I don't need any, my closet is full. I have all the toys that I want. I just, you know what I mean? It's, right. I, I appreciate it, but I, I don't really, I don't have a lot of room for any more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, for me, um, 
like I said, I just don't. I never like the surprise effect, you know. Yeah. Um, but like I said, ever since I was a little kid, I've always I never really wanted anything, and if I wanted something specific, I would always ask for it. Sure. But I wouldn't wait for the end of the year to ask for it, <laughs> but I would just right. always ask for it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, there's a a lot that's been going on since um our last show, what two weeks ago? Yeah. And um, contrary to the belief, um, I did not really research anything. <laughs> um, I, I do know that um, there was a decision uh, made with the sentencing of the Arbery trial. Um, I heard a little bit of talk about um, some legislations amongst ver uh, certain states as um, far as expanding gun rights um and then of course you know the political nonsense that's going on you know back and forth between um senate house democrats and republicans and um then of course you know the ongoing topic <laughs> for the past year or so is yeah. um COVID. <laughs> but outside yeah. of that i really haven't turned the tv on for news or and when i did hear something it was either me driving and I heard it over the radio or I seen it on Facebook you know but I really didn't put forth any effort to really look forward to anything you know I know well it's been weird too because I feel like it's sort of been same old same old there hasn't really been like yes I, I saw the um, you know the sentencing for the Arbery trial but by and large it's sort of just like business as usual in the country at the moment like just you know it's kind of the same stuff that's been <laughs> that's been going on. I don't really feel like there's been any sort of breaking news or um, I don't know. Maybe we're just like so tuned out at this point because it's just been so <laughs> yeah. so repetitive that uh, it's like, well, cool. The world is um, still on fire and we're still here. So what else can we talk about? <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, let's do this then. Let's take a break. And um, you want to dive into this commercial break because you know, we just got off of a two week break. So I don't think we need another break right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's dive into this commercial break and let's start it off with America being tuned out. And let's see what we can come up with during that discussion. All right. All right. So if everybody will, please stay in your seats. If you're driving, adjust your sunglasses. If it's raining, turn on those windshield wipers, hit the brakes, slow it down. And here are a few words from our sponsors. Hey everyone, John from Outdoor Dynamics here. We're a remanufacturer of ammunition based in Kannapolis, North Carolina. We make everything from nine millimeter, 115 grain to specialized 40 Smith and Wesson. So if you have anything from an open gun to just a standard Glock 19, feel free to reach out to us at outdoordynamics.net or we're on Instagram and Facebook with outdoor.dynamics. And we're always here for you. Happy to answer any questions you have. Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm, but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store and sent to a federally licensed middleman called an FFL, 
who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina concealed weapons permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Mental health and guns. At Walk the Talk America, we are working with both the mental health community and the gun industry. Created by a gun industry veteran, Walk the Talk America seeks to raise awareness and create change through suicide prevention and firearm safety without legislation. We strive to eliminate the prejudice that firearms and mental health face. For more information and to support Walk the Talk America, please visit walkthetalkamerica.org. All right, good people. We're back at it again, and thank you for listening to that break. So the few sponsors that you heard during that commercial break, if you will, please head on, head on over to their website or social media and tell them you heard about them or you heard about it you heard about their product from the M-W Tactical Podcast. Yeah, I'm, um, I can't even get my words straight right now. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was hanging out with um, John from Outdoor Dynamics over the weekend, and um, out in that cold weather, we were shooting a match. And um, I think I might be coming down with, like, a cold or something. You know? Can't get my thoughts um, wrapped around the right <laughs> spacing that I want to do like I'm all jacked up right now drink some orange juice (laughs) yeah get your vitamin C (laughs) yeah I gotta do something I gotta do something (laughs) you know now before we left off for the break the commercial break we said like well you mentioned like you think America's kind of tuned out and I want to get your take on why you think America's somewhat tuned out Ooh, well, I think a lot of reasons. The one that comes to mind the most, so this happened over the break. The the CDC changed its COVID guidelines as far as quarantining, Mm -hmm. and it went from 10 days down to five days, and there's speculation that Delta Airlines had quite a bit to say um, as to why as to why they should change the quarantine timeline and it may or may not have been about health reasons and the uh, obviously the omicron variant is is spreading at alarming rates and i think people are for sure losing trust in the information that the cdc has sort of said and i think they've had a, a a rocky start from the get-go, obviously, anytime you're in some sort of crisis or pan- pandemic, it's you know, information is coming in extremely quickly. It's hard to get things out in a professional manner. Um, but there's a lot of moving pieces to make sure that people are informed and also able to continue to build and maintain trust with the, the general populace. And I think we've kind of reached a point where trust is is fading and i would say in that institution at the moment so that's one reason i think people are burnt out um i also think just the overall state of politics in america 
it's been incredibly divisive. People are, you know, between 20, just think of like 2020 was two years ago, between pretty much March of 2020 until right now, everything has kind of been in a tailspin. And at some point, you only have so much capacity to care about so many things. And between COVID and the election and the civil unrest, <clears throat> that's really taken a toll on a lot of people, I think. And at some point, you just want to resume some sort of normalcy in your life. And it doesn't really matter. It's kind of like, so I'll drive. I, I should, I normally I will wear my seatbelt. If I'm driving like short distances around town, I won't always throw it on because I'm on side streets. We're going like 20 miles an hour, allegedly. like whatever. It'll, yeah. Allegedly. allegedly. I don't speed. I don't speed. <laughs> but, um, I, uh, <laughs> so I will ignore my little seatbelt dinging sign like you know it's like this dinging in the background I'm like I only got like five more blocks to drive it's gonna be fine right like you just tune it out um and I kind of feel like that is the point that a lot of Americans are getting to it's just they're just done they're just tuning it out they don't want to listen anymore they don't want to think about um they don't want to think about everything that's been just like thrown at them over the past two years, it's just like I, they've reached their limit. So I don't know. I guess that's that's kind of my my take on it. What about you? I think um, America is tuning out because they're starting to see the fabrication of the lie. Mm. And I think the lie is been expanded more than it should have been, right? For instance, if you talk with me, I will tell you that I honestly believe coronavirus is real. Yeah. I just don't believe the stipulations that are in place are real either. Right. So, of course, if I'm sitting there talking, I say, well, it's not real. I'm not saying corona is not real. I'm just saying the stipulations, everything after you said corona is not. <laughs> right now i do believe it's just another variant of the flu which there were a few doctors that came on after what a year and a half and said the same thing yeah um i don't believe this death toll is as high as they are making it out to sound and when i say that i say this because before corona uh, was bought for it a lot of the deaths that we were having were from the older generation, possibly with the flu and other conditions associated with it. You know, so I just think they're just rebranding what's already in place, you know, um, taking forth. Not to yeah. say that Corona's not taking nobody out, you know, so I just think that population of Corona's taking people out is very small. Right. It's not what we are getting the information as what is taking place. Now, I do believe that some Americans are waking up because what I recall when it first happened, I do recall everybody's kept saying, hey, listen to the guidelines that are put in place, this, that, or another. And then when businesses started shutting down and they started altering people's lives, then those same people started questioning 
<laughs> like, why are we doing this? And this doesn't make any sense. But I've always said, if COVID was really what they're making it out to be, nothing would be open right now. Right. You know, like we would be in a total shutdown. Like we're back in the stone times. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so, um, and I do believe a lot of people are asking questions and they're waking up and they're starting to see just like when I talk to certain people and I'm not going to say any names, but um, somebody asked me, was I getting the shot? And I told them, no, I wasn't getting the shot. I mean, there's, for me, there's not enough evidence to say me getting that shot is worthy of the reason you're saying, you know, because I am somebody when I take the flu shot, the flu shot, puts me out I am down for at least a week sure um and I can actually say that because when I was in the military we had to get the flu shot every year and every year I got that flu shot I was always on quarters for at least three days at first and then I get the extended you know extra three days of being on quarters it fell yeah. <laughs> without cause it was always that reason right yeah but when I talk to certain people they say the flu shot is going to lessen the symptoms for, you know, other people. And if you were to catch it, that doesn't make any sense to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because basically what I'm hearing you're telling me is if you give, if you take the shot and you catch it, somehow or another, if you were to happen to die, it's going to lessen the whatever reason for your dying <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me you know yeah. um supposedly if you got the shot it's not supposed to be passed around so is that supposed to be the lessening of the sentence um the symptoms also right which doesn't make sense to me because if you're vaccinated you can still catch it and you can still pass it right you so know? then what's the purpose of the vaccine yeah what's the purpose of it <laughs> <laughs> like i said that's just how i look at it though right. and it, it just doesn't make sense to me so in another point in a whole different other conversation when i was talking to somebody get the booster get the booster get the booster okay so when COVID first came out what was the first variant called was it or was it just called corona i think yeah and then like the alpha the, the, the delta and all that oh, but they were yeah. still saying get the booster so if whatever that vaccinated um, solution is, you're telling me that these variants came up after the fact and the same solution is going to work for what comes after if they're supposed to be stronger than what right. was already in place. So like I said, it just doesn't add up to me. So I don't see a reason to move forward with that as of yet. Because for me, the study isn't there. Right. Know? And... I'm a firm believer in the people who are pushing it are the same people that are invested in it and the stocks are going up, you know? So that's how I look at it. It's a money trail, right? It's, it's just a, a money scheme for the rich right now or the people who are invested into it, you know? Yeah. And yeah, there's new nine new billionaires at Pfizer since coronavirus billionaires, not millionaires, billionaires, oh, which is crazy. What's a Pfizer like? Um, what was that pill they had back in like the 
early 2000s the 90s um the heart pill that killed a bunch of people was that them no not the heart pill um it was like if you went to the doctor and you said you had a pain um oh man i can't even think of it right now but it was like everybody was getting addicted to it oh trying to like not was it not vicodin um It'll come back to me. Yeah, but I think Pfizer was big on that one also. You know, so. But I do believe um, all the policies that are being in place right now, as far as what's coming from the CDC, why is the White House constantly saying the same thing over and over again? That leads me to believe that it's more money generated in it as well. Right. You know, so like I said, it doesn't make sense, but it does make sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and I was so it's so funny because I've you know I've read things now. It's like Moderna is thinking that there'll be a fourth booster, and like I'm like it's really interesting because when the when the um, vaccine card first came out, it has four spots on it. So mm-hmm. why would you? Why would there be that many spots unless they were thinking of making additional doses? You know what I mean? Like it's it was well, already never, laid out. I never seen the vaccination card. Um, and if I did see it, I really didn't pay attention to it. But is it a card that was already in place for something else? Or is it a generic use card? Or how is that? Because I've heard that saying beforehand, but I don't think whatever this vaccination card was made specifically for covid at least i wouldn't think it would be yeah i don't know i mean i so it's funny i actually pulled my vaccine records because the state of wisconsin has an online database i think a lot of states probably do but they have like an online database where you can go in and uh um you know see how many vaccines that you've had and my last one so it's funny that you mentioned the flu shot so the last vaccine i took was the flu shot in 2005 I was uh, a freshman in college and um, I was lifeguarding at the YMCA in my town. And the year that I got the flu shot, like shortly after I got the flu and I got super sick. And not only did I get super sick, I got all of the lifeguards that I worked with sick. And we actually ended up shutting down the pool for a day because nobody could come in and work because we all had the flu, thanks to me. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And I've never gotten it since. I was like, this is stupid. I am not. And I just, and I, I don't take any prescription medications. I am not saying that they don't do wonders for a lot of people. It's just, I'm... I have been very anti big pharma for a long time. And I, you know, I will take Motrin when I absolutely have to, but uh, as far as, you know, or if, you know, I've had, I think I had strep throat probably like five or six years ago and I had to go in and take amoxicillin or whatever. So I'm not saying that there aren't needs for that, but by and large, I really try to not put um, medicine in my body that I don't, I don't need to take. That's how I am. Um, I'm really don't like take medicine at all. And if I do yeah. take medicine, it's like the last possible moment I have to. Right. And, you know, like when I get a headache, I don't like taking like any type of um, pills or anything. I'll drink a lot of water. Um, I'll stretch a little bit more. Um, 
but you know, like a headache can come from many different things. You know, being constipated could be a reason. Being dehydrated can be a reasoning. The lighting can be a reasoning. Yeah. So, you know, whatever your reasoning for getting like a headache or whatever the case may be, I'll try to like mitigate it somehow or another, but I just try not to take medicine and let yeah, that be right. my last resource. I just want it to be my last resource, you know, but, um, but the whole, you know, washing of what's taking place within the government and celebrities and all these, um, music video commercials about take the shot get the booster and it's it's crazy it's getting out of control it is really getting out of control so the movies that we was watching in the 90s and the early 2000s and we said wow that's a crazy movie now we're living it now it's here <laughs> yeah it's here now so did you see the story about the teacher down in texas who took her son to get tested for COVID, but she was afraid of getting COVID from him because she thought he was going to, you know, test positive. And she transported him to the testing site in the trunk of her vehicle. No. Yeah. Like oh, people are losing man. their minds. Like that. I'm like, this oh, is wow. crazy. How did we get? How are you did we serious? get here? Yes, I read it a couple of days ago, and I was like, "This cannot be." Real. It was on NBC. I was like, "No way! Like, this is crazy." Wow. So, first of all, did she get bought up on any charges? Because isn't that like child endangerment? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she got arrested. Let me see if I can find the story. Wow! Um, wow! That's wow! I don't know what to say about that one, but I mean, honestly, think about it. I, that kid has to quarantine and if they're living in the same house they have an upstairs downstairs what if the kid just stays upstairs she stay downstairs or right if they yeah, live in a two-bedroom apartment how do they do this i you don't know, know. Man, yeah but yeah she didn't, so she didn't think that one out she did not think that one out. <laughs> yeah that's it's just it's just crazy so yeah it says a Texas teacher was accused of putting her COVID-19 positive son in the trunk of her car to prevent from being exposed to the virus, to prevent her from being exposed to the virus. The woman faces a charge of child endangerment after, after she carried, sorry, carried, after she arrived at a COVID-19 testing center with a 13-year-old boy in the back, in the trunk of her vehicle. <laughs> Man. <laughs> like that's not that's not normal you know what i mean it's like where has normalcy gone it's it's well, i don't know since we put the smartphones in our hands and everybody got a hold of the smartphone i think common sense and decency kind of went out the window <laughs> yeah you're not wrong <laughs> you know, like thinking for yourself is no longer a thing let somebody else think for you <laughs> yeah wow all right now one other thing i heard that was crazy was i don't somebody told me this if it was a parent or a teacher gave somebody the COVID shot and they wasn't supposed to or something yes like that. I, think it, I think it was a teacher i think that was in california um hmm. i don't totally remember the story but yeah it was like a teacher gave the the shot to a student again like without the parents consent yeah, this is. <laughs> we living in that time now. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, 
crazy. Yeah, yeah. What was that old saying? Like, I, I used to always hear my grandfather say this. Oh, I done seen it all now. <laughs> That's going to have to be a continuation because <laughs> we have yet to scratch the realm of that one. <laughs> it's only going to get weirder. Yeah, man, oh, man, oh, man. So uh, now how is... Now, I do know um, in Georgia and in Florida also, the ramping of the COVID sites were expanding. So like more people were going to get tested. And I know somebody complained about um, like a five mile long line. Oh, wow. For a COVID site in Atlanta. And it was like, well, I'm not going to do this today. I'll come back tomorrow or another time. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But I saw that one. Where was I at? It was either the grocery store or one of the restaurants I went to. You know, I like got to get TV on <laughs> and everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those two places. I can't remember. And when I saw that, I was just like, wow, that's crazy. That is wow this is getting out of control you know yeah but um but now of course you already know uh, well let's do this let's hop into another quick commercial break and then we're gonna come back and then i'm gonna talk about some gun rights that are taking place in georgia and Ooh, okay let's see how this is going to expand out because other states have been doing the same exact thing but i have a theory about it also so but if everybody will, please stay in your seats. Uh, please head to the restroom if you need to. Get a glass of water or a Coke. And we will be right back from after these words from our sponsors. JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high-quality Hermit Oak leather, securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer Bolteron shell, your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, the Relic Holster is available in four different models, fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your Relic today at jm4tactical.com. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm gonna be, come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing to Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. 
you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. All right, good people. Once again, thank you for sitting through that quick commercial break. And before we departed on that commercial break, um, I wanted to go ahead and bring forth the conversation about Georgia doing something with gun rights. And they're trying to expand their gun rights. Now, part of my theory is that I think the governor received a black eye after the election. So now he has to do something to get back into people's graces to move forward with his legislation. And part of it is, I think he wants Georgia to go to a permitless carry state. So do you think that would be good for the state of Georgia or not? Now, to let you know, when I was stationed in Georgia, the process of getting a CWP was very easy. And when I say very easy, it was nothing more than filling out an application. Um, where I was stationed at, um, at Fort Benning in the city of Columbus, Georgia, you just had to go down to the state building with your application, pay $50, get fingerprinted, and a week or so later, your CWP will arrive in the mail. Now, by being a resident of Georgia, you also have the option of open carry, but you have to be a resident there. So by Georgia possibly doing the whole permitless carry, how do you think that's going to affect anything as far as people visiting, coming there for work or, you know, whatever the other reasoning is? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll change a whole lot. I think people, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like for me going there, I, I don't feel like that would change anything. Um, I don't feel like I would feel less safe. I don't feel like I would be more concerned about gun violence or anything like that. So for me personally, I, I don't mm-hmm. think that it would deter me from visiting it might i mean it might actually be a draw for some other people to to move there especially as um obviously the firearms debate continues to to uh (laughs) just to rage on in our country so it might i guess persuade some um you know some more adamant 2a folks to pack up and move to to georgia but i don't really know if it would deter people um you know, from going there, but that's me. I, I'm, I, I can't speak for everyone, obviously, but I wouldn't well, be if go. Well, you already know I'm pro gun, pro firearm. I don't like to say just gun. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and in that same sense, I don't believe in open carry. You know, because I think, depending on the situation or the person involved in a firearm is already displayed, it can go either way. You know, I do believe that a lot of people don't know how to de-escalate a situation because a lot of us was raised in the form of if somebody brings it to you, you finish it. So we don't know how to pump the brakes and put it in reverse and go the opposite direction. Whereas more people like to, press forward with it mm-hmm. you know not saying that this is a bad thing 
you know so even when i lived in georgia i seen a lot of people open carry but there was never no instances that took place that made the news that i was aware of um and just like other states around the country would different state laws because you know demographics in those areas are very different as well right but um i was on a panel last week and the panel was with my buddy his name was um john anderson his podcast is get off of my lawn podcast okay and this panel it was a few people on there that actually expressed that open carry can bring forth a positive conversation, you know, and show people like, hey, look, there's no harm, there's no thing. It was more like an advertisement rule of exercising your rights to carry. Um, I had a lot of reservations what I wanted to say, but the length of the show, I didn't want it to go down a rabbit hole of a debate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure. But, you know, we, we sat back and we talked after the show for a little bit. But my stance of it was, I believe when you carry a firearm, a lot of people get that imaginary courage, <laughs> in a sense of speaking. Because sure. um, now they got that Superman cape on, but if they didn't have the firearm on them, would they do or say certain things without the firearm on them, regardless if it was open carry or concealed carry? Um. I believe a lot of people who do decide to open carry, they look at it as a deterrent to the possibility of what could happen. You know, mm -hmm. my brother, he brought up a point when we had a conversation about him living out in California. He thinks that California should adopt an open carry um, stance. I'm totally against it, you know, and Needless to say, what I'm about to say, I can shoot myself in the foot with this one. Not literally, but just <laughs> off of what I'm about to say. Now, when I see someone with a firearm, open carry status, especially when I was down in Georgia, you didn't have to go to any type of class to get that permit, right? Now, if I see you with a firearm, I don't know what your training experience is. So now, do I have to be like standing more behind a wall if you decide to pull it out, you know, something like that. But what about the same thing about somebody who concealed carry? Because, you know, like here in South Carolina, you sit through a class that can last up to eight hours, you know, because it's minimum at least six hours to get your concealed weapons permit. But you're only doing the shooting portion for that class for maybe 30 minutes to an hour. And for a lot of people who get their CWP in South Carolina, that's where their training stops. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, so how do you come to that sweet median with these laws where states are passing permitless carry? Because now what about the person, male or female, who now just turned 21 they probably went to the range one or two times in their life and they don't know how to actually take the firearm from safe. You know, they don't practice proper finger discipline. They don't know how to properly aim, right? 
And that's always been a concern for me <laughs> whenever I've seen somebody with a firearm. We, we just don't know, you know, unless you hold a conversation with somebody or, you know, like, for instance, I'll see somebody out in public who I am familiar with, who I know shoots all the time. I'm more at ease. But somebody who I don't know, now I'm not, so I'm a little bit more reserved. I'm a little bit more paying attention to what they're doing, what they're saying to come to a conclusion of, okay, this person might be a little bit more responsible than the other person. Yeah. You see like how the scale kind of gets <laughs> kind of like, okay, you just, you're talking in a circle now in a sense of speaking. Yeah, that is interesting. I personally think you have to do like your own due diligence. I don't have much faith in any sort of like quote unquote training institutions look at how many people are just stupid and they went through the public education system like it's it really has very little to do with the institution that you're getting the training from and taking matters into your own hands to get educated on your own time now that's not to say that people don't do that i know a lot of people who graduated from high school and that was the end of their education you know that was it and they're that's that's them so i think that's like a larger yes obviously that applies to um firearms and concealed carry and, and getting a permit but it's sort of the same concept really like the training is only as good as the people who are training you and um the students are only as good as the continued education that they're they're willing to take on so i don't know if the permit really makes them better necessarily because i mean in theory it should but i don't i don't know if that's i think it's more of a feel-good thing like oh well you know they they went to the class so they they know something more than someone else but maybe maybe not <laughs> yeah but now that backs up the same theory of getting the shot what you just said it's more of a feel-good thing <laughs> oh, you yes got so you're makes you're you safe. feel safe <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> so like i said it goes back into that whole the dog chasing his own tail <laughs> that's so true though yeah. yeah that is interesting though but i'm the problem is is i mean look at how taboo so wisconsin wisconsin's an open carry state and that i grew up with that and like even like seeing people when i was younger at some of the you know like you see them on the news at some different rallies and things like that like carrying their ars and you know just looking like tough guys and all that stuff and uh so for me it's like that's I, I grew up seeing that stuff so i guess i'm not opposed to it necessarily but i do think a lot of it is like who's controlling the conversation on on gun culture like it's not necessarily people like you and I and other people who we know are doing good things in the community. It's people who have a very big vendetta against the second amendment. So it's, you know, it's like, it's a hard, it's an uphill battle for sure. Cause we're, we're the odd men out. We're, we're not following the rules that the, uh, the media overlords want us to be following. That's very true. And even when you turn around and you look at it, let's take it back to the Western days, you know, whereas everybody had a firearm on their hip, but they didn't have a semi-automatic, but they did have a six-shooter. Yeah. <laughs> and the only time people pulled it out, those firearms out, was when they had a problem. Right. 
and look how how society was formed back then you know um i'm a firm believer also in is a saying and i can't remember where i heard this saying at also um peace times makes um harder men but harder times make um men and society softer yeah it's like a it's like a four-step thing it's like the yeah. hard times create good men good men create yeah i should find that because yeah. it's a really good yeah so like um it's been a long time i i came across that not even a month ago and i was like you know what that is true um another saying that's even close to that is and this was somebody from the saudi arabian royalty said it like um he rode a camel his dad rode a camel and but the generation next was riding mercedes and it yeah. shows like how it's making them softer or something like that yeah it's hard times create strong men strong men create good times good times create weak men weak men create hard times right there you have it. and we are definitely <laughs> in the weak men making hard times phase. <laughs> oh yeah yeah but like we always said like what a couple episodes ago um every powerful society only lasts between 400 to 600 years if that that's yeah. like yeah, we're I would we're right that. now at that point in our society, <laughs> meaning America, is at that point. Like we're at that time frame. Whereas, okay, is it going to crumble, or are we going to make this stronger? So, I know I um actually one of my it was funny one of my friends texted me over Christmas, and um he is uh he's a big like finance guy. He's a hedge fund manager, um and him and his wife live out in Michigan and he he's so he knows I'm into all like the end of the world <laughs> conspiracies things like that but he sent me a screenshot of this book that he said he's reading and it's called um the changing world order why nations succeed and fail and it's by Ray Dalio and he basically in this book kind of outlines the study of fallen empires and this author has basically said that you know we are in the late phases of the u.s empire and the uh basically the big kind of takeaways for um you know for for fixing where we're currently at and where we're currently headed is changing the uh the education structure and then the the government the basically reliance on government so <laughs> right now we have an education system that really doesn't teach people how to be self-sufficient and sets them up to be basically debt slaves for a big chunk of their life oh, yeah. and then okay. you know what i mean and then also like the the continued welfare state just keeps expanding um so and unless we really turn those two things around we are we are headed for the same fate that all of the great empires before us also faced oh yeah um when i turn around and i look at it 
the whole um, student loans for college. So that's a racket. <laughs> yeah, big time. Um, of course, now, like when I went to school, um, they taught us how to do taxes, um, taught us how to um, balance a checkbook, but it wasn't a long stint when I was in school either. It wasn't something like that was all ongoing. You know, it was just, okay, we're going to show you how to do this. That was it. Now, when you went to school, did they even do that? Taxes and balancing a checkbook and talking financial literacy in school in any type of way? Um, no. Well, we learned about taxes if you took government and law, which I did mm-hmm. as an elective, but that was the only class. And it was one semester, my, I think, senior, it was junior, senior year of high school. So it was like one class on that. You know what I mean? So, and the budgeting said we never had a financial literacy class. Yeah. That never happened. And now I teach it because now I know it. So now I actually have my own course on it because I think it is really important. But right. I didn't learn it till I was in my late 20s. Yeah. So now let's look at it wherever you live at in the country. So why isn't there more classes geared to um, the industries in that area? Now, I do remember... Um, we had a program called DECA, and that was more about getting into the workforce. Sure. Um, then, of course, you know, you had home economics, whereas you did learn how to cook, bake, and, you know, somewhat survive a little bit. Right. <laughs> you had a workshop class, and these are all classes I took when I was in school. <laughs> you, know, you had a woodshop class, you know, whereas you learn how to, you know, make stuff from wood. Mm-hmm. But I think technology is taking over and it's kind of washing away the basics and the fundamentals. Yeah. But we need to get back there. Mm-hmm. You know, and without understanding the basics or fundamentals, you're going to be lost in a society because now that goes back to the whole, if you don't know where you come from, you don't know where you're going. Right. You know, and perfect example of if you don't know how can you question it how can you move forward etc 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 right and now you're just the sheep being led right you know so what do you do what do you go <laughs> how do you solve <laughs> it <laughs> but you do have to actually tell people you have to you have to get proactive you have to do the research. You have to yeah. read. You have to read between the lines. Um, you just can't listen to somebody talk. You have to do the research yourself. Right. You know. It's true, and it's exhausting, but it's it's worthwhile. I think yeah. if any if there is anything that I could tell ever anyone, it's like do your own research on and everything, not just you know what's going on right now, but like do your own research on history. Do your own research on. Um, you know, things that interest you, right? Like mm-hmm. there's just so many things that um, we just take at face value because that's what we've been told or that's what our parents told us. Or um, when I, this church that I used to go to, this pastor would tell this story and I always thought it was so funny. And it was um, this family that would get together for Christmas every year. And the, um, you know, th- this was like the daughter's, first time baking the Christmas ham and she's in the kitchen and 
um, you know, her mom is like, oh, you know, you got to make sure you cut the butt off the ham before you put it in the oven. <laughs> and she's like, okay, like, I'll, you know, I'll do that. So she cooks the ham and, you know, now that she's, it's, you know, several Christmases later and it's, it's the whole family and the daughter's there, mom's there, the grandma's there and they're in the kitchen. And um, the daughter asked the grandma, she's like, yeah, she's like, you know, we've been using your recipe all these years. She's like, we always make sure that we, we cut the, the butt off the end of the ham. And grandma's like, oh, you guys still do that? I just did it because the ham didn't fit in the pan. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny right there. <laughs> I, I knew that was going somewhere like that. I just didn't know <laughs> which direction it was going to go. <laughs> but that is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's true though. Like think of all the things that we do just because it's been passed down to us, and we don't even yeah. you know we don't even know the reasoning behind that. Yeah, you don't question it. It's just well, it worked, so just do it. Right. And um, and I think if you don't question a lot of things, um, it's going to be the end to whatever it could be. Yeah. Um, now I do know, depending on what you do for work or whatever the case may be. A lot of times when I used to do things, I used to always want to know the why, but right. I'm also a firm believer in if you understand and know the why, you're going to be a stronger, um, productive unit for whatever work you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that. But um, a lot of times when you ask the why, people get confrontational with you also. Yeah. And I don't know if you ever noticed that shift in society also right you know so i'm like hmm how does that go <laughs> <laughs> but it is what it is. it's life and we got to learn and of course whenever there's one change we got to change two different other ways to prepare for the possible impact of whatever's to come all right that's true yeah. oh yeah so um now you know i did do another competition this past weekend that just passed us right so i went up to salisbury north carolina shot it with my buddy john from outdoor dynamics and he called me out on a bet so he shot a different division so i'm thinking okay well if he's shooting production he's giving me the advantage in the sense of speaking because production can only have um 10 rounds in the firearm when I start off, I got 20 rounds in my firearm. So I'm like, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. Man, oh, man. But you got to go back Thursday to the M-W Tactical YouTube channel this coming Thursday and see what took place. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all I'm going to say. <laughs> I was more like, oh, oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say maybe that's a cliffhanger Ooh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um anything else been going on for you um over the break did you research anything else or you plan on doing any new projects did you play with the sub 2000 anymore Ooh, i did and i finally got my uh my ar so, but we should talk about that on the next show. <laughs> okay, yeah, we can definitely do that. We will definitely talk about that. So, um, what about the pot? I have to ask, did moms make 
another par for you. <laughs> no, there was, well, I mean, we made a boatload of Christmas cookies that I think we're still like sifting through. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no official Christmas dessert. <laughs> now, when I was a kid, I was, when I discovered chocolate covered peanuts, man, I was like, man, there's no reason to buy any other type of candy no more. Just chocolate covered peanuts. That's all you need. <laughs> now, of course, you know, like I said, over the course of years, you know, I dove into the Kit Kats, um, the Reese's peanut butter cups, three musketeers, but I like my chocolate frozen though. I, all my candy, I got to put in the freezer because I like chocolate frozen. So yeah. I just re visited the relationship between me and chocolate covered peanuts and oh. remember i just started back working out also so i don't know how right. this relationship is gonna last <laughs> <laughs> so you know the other day i did like a thousand something sit-ups <laughs> and um i'm thinking about those chocolate covered peanuts but my body's gonna tell me something different you know my mind's telling me no <laughs> <laughs> my body <laughs> yeah so um i'm gonna see how this is gonna work out because like i said i was like just saw i don't know what it was but i just said okay let me dive into it uh, once again and i've already went through like about four bags of them, so. <laughs> yeah, it's bad it's bad it's bad but um, you got any closing discussion points you want to make before we take off and get back to the week of work until next week? Um, I think no, I don't think so. I mean, just uh, well, I mean, stay warm if you're in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most definitely. <laughs> it's not warm. <laughs> And uh, just keep learning. That's all, you know, like the world is forever changing and evolving and, you know, find interesting books and interesting articles and find people that continue to challenge your viewpoints. And, um, you know, it's it's good to get out of the echo chamber. I think we're, we're very much creating spaces for ourselves where everyone just thinks and acts and, you know, believes like we do. So um, I think one of the things this year is just trying to find really um just finding unity in in things that you know we might not be agreeing on everything but what what do we agree on and what can we agree on so that's hmm. something just to ponder for the week i suppose i got you on that one um but far as me like i said i'm just diving back into the shooting um realm of things all the issues were worked out and the past two matches have been very fun since there is no major hiccups like I've been having. Yeah. Um, but please visit the M-W Tactical YouTube page. Subscribe because we're still going to do the giveaway once we hit a thousand subscribers on the YouTube um, M-W Tactical YouTube channel. So I think right now we're roughly at 700. So and I didn't put very much attention into youtube like i should have back in the day i was put more efforts into instagram <laughs> but um but please head on over to the m-w tactical youtube channel subscribe and every thursday is either going to be a product review video or a match review video whereas i talk about the match at that range i've been to now throughout the week what i will do is i will put up a stage a day 
um, that I shot at that match. And I'll, you know, put in the comments or the description um, what my thoughts were at that moment. But if you will, though, just head on over there and check it out and tell me what you think in the process of. But in the meantime, please head on over to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, and Tumblr and do a search for at M underscore W tactical. Give us a like, follow, subscribe, and it will be very much appreciative. And if you will, go ahead and follow Rockstar Burst at. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Rockstar Burst, B E R S T. That's where I spend most of my time these days. <laughs> that is it right there. So, um, but I do find the, the um, engagement on Instagram more fun than yeah. the other social media platforms. Yeah. You know, some of the conversations on YouTube are pretty interesting as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you can't link those together like you can the other ones so um but it is what it is so but if you have nothing else once again everyone welcome back and 2021 is in the books so let's make 2022 a blast and enjoy us and let's see how this year is going to pan out for us but until next week keep shooting keep practicing and have fun. Y'all take care. Be safe out there.